What's up? Welcome to Sports Talk Kids. What's up? I'm Jack. We got Andrew in here. What's up? Yeah. It's just going to be us two today. No Evan, but here we go. We got episode 10. It's a banger. You know it's a banger. And first things first, thanks so much for the support on last episode. We got over 500 plays, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. We had about 400 plays in a day. Yeah, that was really crazy. So thank you so much for all that recent support. And we are going to actually give Ryan all that credit. Just kidding. But he was a part of it. Yeah, Ryan played a big part in that. And I'm just eating some goldfish here because I just got home from school. I'm not eating anything, but I did just get home from school. Don't we go to the same school? Wow. (laughs) So, we're going to start off with top 10 trades and signings of the MLB offseason, rated by, like, the insanity of it all. Yeah. So, this is my list. Top 10, here we go. At number 10, I have Andrew McCutcheon. That's a little bit biased. He's Andrew, my favorite player. So. Yep, he was my favorite player, and I know, same with you. Yeah. Uh, since we knew what the word baseball meant. Next up is Javier Baez. Most people don't know this. He got traded in December, like five days before the lockout began. So that's kind of cool. He got traded to the Detroit Tigers. Next up is Tommy Pham. He just got traded like two days ago. So, yeah. I guess that's just, it's not crazy, but I mean, yeah, he was pretty good last year. And number seven, Nick Castellanos. Uh, he just signed a pretty big deal with a new team. So, I mean, yeah, I really don't know what else to say. He can signed I, the Phillies. Yeah, sure. Uh, Matt Chapman? Wait, who did he sign with? He got traded to the Braves. That's Matt Olson. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, okay, Matt Olson got traded from the Braves. Two, two, two infielders on the A's with the name Matt. Makes sense. Um, he got traded to the Braves in a pretty big deal. Trevor Story. He is. Wait. Oh my gosh, who's he on again? I just, my mind went blank. It went blank. Yeah, mine too. Okay, wait. Let let me just, let me just. Oh, yeah, that's right. Red Sox. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Red Sox. $140 million deal. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. Freddie Freeman, in number four, in my opinion, he should be number one. You know what? Don't know who made this list, but. I'm going to move that up to number two, and I'm going to switch out Carlos Correa. So number four, Carlos Correa with the Twins. 
Freddie Freeman, or three. Actually, three is Corey Seager. No, three is Max Scherzer. But what do you mean? Andrew, you'll see what you'll see. Number two is going to be Freddie Freeman. And number one, Andrew, Corey Seager. You want to hear why? Because he went to the Rangers? No. Corey Seager signed, like, the biggest contract. $325 million. Oh, my gosh. You see now why I... With, oh, that makes sense. My fault. $140 million in the first four years. So, like, if he didn't make that much money, I would have him at, like, eight. But that's a lot of money. That's a big contract. Guaranteed 325, yeah, guaranteed 325 million. Signing bonus of 5 million. Now you get, now you get it, Andrew? Yeah, I get it. I definitely get it. <laughs> Alright, is that, that it for the uh, top 10 for this week? That is it for the top 10. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll move on now to the NHL. Alright, you can do this. Andrew was like typing on the Google Doc, like, why is he number one? And I'm like, just hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, so NHL, I guess. So it's getting more towards the end of the season, more or less. So, yeah. Playoff push for some teams. Penguins play a big game tonight against the Rangers. But we're going to head right into the rankings. The standings, I guess. Yep. Leading the league is the Colorado Avalanche. Leading the Eastern is the Florida Panthers. And leading the Western is the Colorado Avalanche. In division-wise, the Atlantic is led by Florida Panthers. Metropolitan is led by Carolina Hurricanes. Central is led by Colorado Avalanche, and Calgary Flames lead the Pacific. So, let's move on to some NBA. Oh, Andrew, did you see the end of that Pirates game? No, I didn't see it. I missed walk it. Walk-off home run, bottom nine. Who? Pirates won, walk-off home run. Who, who hit it? Um, Some guy... We'll go, we'll get to that in the MLB section. Yeah, yeah. So, leading the entire NBA by nine games. Is it the Suns, let me guess? It is the Suns. Yep. They just actually lost the other night. I forget who they lost to, but they lost. And leading the Western is going to be the Suns. Leading the Heat. Leading the Eastern is the Heat. Leading the Heat. <laughs> Yeah, and then Atlantic is led by 76ers, Bucks lead the Central, Heat lead the Southeast, Jazz lead the Northwest, Suns lead the Pacific, and Grizzlies lead the Southwest. Okay, what do you think is the most overpowered conference, or division, I mean? Um, that's a tricky one. Like, by overpowered, you mean, like, best, like, teams in the division like yeah best teams maybe best chances to win the okay um i definitely think the atlantic is good mm -hmm. but the, the northwest isn't far behind 
honestly, other than the Suns and the Warriors aren't bad, the Pacific isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Southwest is decent, but I think I'm going to go with the Atlantic. They Hold have- up, my brother's calling me. Take this over. Yeah, but I'm going to have to go with the Atlantic as well. They have the Sixers, the Celtics. I mean, they have the Raptors, who are viewed at as bad. I mean, they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. Then the Brooklyn Nets, overrated for some reason. Actually, yeah, Central isn't <laughs> far behind, though, with Bucks and Bulls. If if Kyrie and Ben Simmons played and they weren't jerks, yeah. then they would be a good team. Like, but did you hear Kyrie's coming back? He's allowed to play out. Is he? Well, I think so. I think that's what they said. Well, like... If Ben Simmons played, then Kevin Durant wouldn't really have to do it all by himself. Like, I get there's, like, Joe Harris and those other guys, but, like, they're nothing like Ben Simmons and Kyrie in their primes. Yeah, so... Ben Ben Simmons is supposed to play in a couple of... I think that he might play in a couple of days, maybe a week or two. And Kyrie is... He's full-time now. So, yeah, that's big for the Nets if they want to get back in the playoff race. Yeah. They definitely... If if they start going on a big streak here, they definitely have a chance. Yeah. I mean, right now, they're barely in the play-in, so... All right. Here we go. This is the good part. Yep. March Madness. Okay. All right. So, so last night, um, I probably will shed a tear while saying this, but I'm heard, I'm sure you all heard Gonzaga lost to the five, number one Gonzaga lost to the number five seed or number four seed. My fault. Arkansas. So I'm very mad about that because I really thought Gonzaga this could be their year. But if I'm being honest, Gonzaga is, I feel like they're overrated at this they point. They play in a very bad conference. Yeah, they do. And that's what I was thinking. It could be competition. And they always have such high expectation. Yeah. They just, like, choke. And let's go, St. Peter's. <laughs> Arkansas will now play Duke because Duke beat Texas Yeah. So I had Arizona and Texas Tech in my championship game. Texas Tech and Arizona lost last night. That was a very sad day. My final four, I only have one team still alive. I had Gonzaga, Kentucky, Kansas, and Arizona. My only team still alive is Kansas. They played tonight. It could be the first time that zero one seeds are in the Elite Eight. Wow. I did not know that. I think I'm really excited to watch. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it because I have two early basketball games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll watch much of it. But North Carolina-UCLA, I think, will be a great game. Yeah, that's tonight. Yeah, 9.39 p.m. And then at 7.29, these times are so exact. I get that they're, like, trying to fit in the times perfectly because they're playing at the same location. But why? why? Why do they all have to end in nines? I don't know. Uh, so Kansas plays Providence, and if Kansas beats Providence, which I think they'll destroy them because 
Providence lot got destroyed by Creighton <laughs> earlier in the season, a few weeks ago, like before March Madness started, <laughs> and um, in their conference tournament. And uh, Kansas just beat Creighton. They only beat them by seven. Creighton's definitely a strong team. But I think Kansas will beat Providence pretty well. And then Kansas... I think it'll be a close game, but I do think Kansas will win. Yeah, Kansas, uh, if they make it to the Elite Eight, they'll either play Iowa State or Miami, which I think will be a really good game at night. Yeah, but, I mean, think about it. An 11 seed or a 10 seed in the Elite Eight, that doesn't happen every year. And neither does Saint, uh, 15 seed. In the Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm pulling for St. Peter's. For the national championship. Still yeah. Peacocks. I'm on the Peacock gang. I think Kansas is going to have a really easy path to the Final Four if they can pull off the win against Providence tonight. Okay, so wait. Who plays Duke? Duke will play Arkansas. Okay, uh, yeah. Do, do, you think Coach K's, do you think Coach K's career will stay alive? I mean, he, he got that 100 tournament wins last night. Um... I, I I don't know. It, I definitely think it will be a really good game between Arkansas okay. and Duke. But. So in some world where St. Peter's knocks off Purdue, what do you think it means for the rest of the tournament? Well, there are no easy games in March Madness. For, for the rest of the tournament, I think... That could show that St. Peter's isn't just a fluky team, that they beat a few good teams. Then it would mean they're underrated. There would be a lot of expectations for them next year, but... Yeah, that's true. Um, but they'll if they win, if they do win tonight, knock on wood, they'll either play North Carolina or UCLA, and that'll be a really tough game against whoever they play. But if they do win tonight, I don't think they're going to go much further because they're they're going to start playing really good teams. What seed was... Oh, Loyola a couple years ago. Uh, in the Final Four, I believe they were an 11 seed. They were an 11 seed. And last year, UCLA was an 11 seed in the Final Four when they lost to Gonzaga with that Jalen Suggs pretty much half court. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. West Virginia plays... Uh, hit a three the other night for the Knicks. So let's go. You're just not going to be talking about that? Like, you got caught up from the G. Okay. Well. What? What did you say? I missed it. I said nothing. Okay. Okay. All right. Next, um, next topic. NFL. Yep. NFL and agency and trades. Okay. So. There's been a uh, lot of big things, but I think you can know where you know where I'm about to go with this. Uh, yeah. Who do you think I'm gonna start talking? We kill on the dolphins. Give yeah. those sea creatures some speed. Yeah, that's gonna be. If the dolphins can get a quarterback, I definitely think they can be a big playoff contender this year. Well, this upcoming season, 2022 to 2023 season. Yeah. What do you think that means for uh, the rest of the Dolphins' division? Do you think they'll need better cornerbacks, or do you think... I think they're just going to need to step up those deep zone game because, you know, they need... He's going to blow right by the first layer. 
so you need someone, you know, to try and get him before he goes to the end zone. Yeah, definitely true. That's how it was with the Chiefs. What do you think that means for the Chiefs? Like, um, getting <laughs> those think... draft picks in return. Do you think the they they need another receiver, or do you think they'll get they're good with Juju as their number one receiver? Absolutely not. I think they'll get you know two or three more receivers, but still, I think that trade might have just ruined their playoff chances. I mean, they still they still might get to the playoffs, but I see no way they're getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Uh, yeah, they definitely could be playoff contenders if they get some good depth on the. If they if they can have a good defense, they're definitely like good. Uh, they could be a really good team. As long as they get another good couple receivers, you know. Yeah, like even if they got some, but I know he's like not in free agency. But even if they got some, like maybe older guy, but not like too old. <laughs> Like, maybe somebody like, um, let me think of somebody. Maybe like Jameson Crowder. He could be a, um, number, maybe number two receiver for them. That would be a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if we mentioned it in our last episode, because remember, we took a bye week. We do got that Devonta Adams trade still. I think the Raiders are a big playoff contender next year. Deep yeah, definitely. Run, no doubt about it. If if they keep their car, I think they could do good. What about the Patriots? They had a good season last year, but they kind of choked late. Yeah, I they re-signed JC Jacks. Wait, did they? No, I think he I think he got traded. I I believe they did bring in uh what's his name? He's still a free agent. JC Jackson I just Oh no, he's uh he's on the Chargers. Yeah. Wow. The Chargers I think are Super Bowl contenders in my opinion. Justin Herbert is gonna be amazing again. Uh their defense has Khalil Mack now, JC Jackson, and they always <laughs> they have their other great guys. Kenny Kenneth Murray Jr. can be a great player. He's still young, so he has needs some more experience. And they have brought back Devin McCordy. So the Patriots brought back Kevin McCourty. I saw that. Um, I and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are great duos. So I think the Chargers could definitely be contenders. What do you think about the Browns? That Deshaun Watson trade. That's a big. Yeah, one. that that's crazy. They're saying he might get suspended for the rest of the. Year. We're not going to go into that. Like all that stuff. Just like they're saying he's going to get suspended. Yeah. So he might not even play. He might. I mean. Didn't they clear him a couple times already? He still has like twenty cases left against him. <laughs> you know, that I'm not sure we should say. Google it yourself. Um, uh, here we go. MLB spring training. So, yep. So for the, do you want me to read the standings? Yeah, you do that. Alright, so for the standings for the MLB uh, 2022 Spring Training standings, um, in number one in the whole league, or here, I'll do it by league. So in the Grapefruit, right. the Grapefruit League, 
the Cardinals are in first place with a 5-1 record, followed by the Braves, 4-1, Red Sox, 6-3, Marlins, 4-2, and, and Pirates, 4-2. And, and in the Cactus League, the Royals are in first with a 5-0 record, the Rangers in second, 4-1, White Sox third five and three, Cubs fourth four and three, Cincinnati Reds fifth four and three. So who do you th- who do you think as of now could be um, a good team in the regular season? Um, I don't know. I really, really, what I'm looking at, I think the Red Sox are very dangerous. They. Just made some big add ones. They yeah. add Trevor Story. They yeah. have a a big roster, and then we have the Dodgers. Yeah, we always got the Dodgers. They're one and three in the the uh spring in spring training, but that's mostly because they don't have much depth. Well, they have a lot of depth. It's just they don't have great backups, mm-hmm. and so like they're starting their backups. But and the regular- they might bring up some of their guys from. Minus, yeah. Well, in the regular season, I think the Dodgers can easily have on a 100-win season. I think nobody's going to be able to stop them with... Their lineup is just too amazing. Who? The Dodgers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Red Sox-Dodgers could be in the World Series. Who knows? Like, it's they're so... Like unstoppable, the Dodgers at this point, they're they like need to have like a, a rule in the MLB called like the 2022 Dodgers rule because they're just like too set. <laughs> yeah, the Pirates hit a walk off home run, score was one to one, and bottom nine, two outs, 0 1 count. Hunter Owen sends one deep left, and of course. Like a minute before, my grandma is opening the door because my bar- my dog is barking to go outside. But then she do- my dog doesn't go, so my dog then runs to the front door. I go open it. As soon as I'm in the front, I can't see the TV, and I hear the announcer scream, "It's going! It's going!" And I'm like, "Come on!" <laughs> yeah. If you couldn't tell, we're Pirates fans. But oh, really? Pirates fans, they're very bad. Let's be honest. Yeah. Get those draft picks. Yeah. I think Henry Davis, in a few years, he'll, he'll be a great, good, solid catcher for them. Yeah, what do you if think? You're not, the- if you're not clear with the name Henry Davis, he was the first pick of the 2021 MLB draft. The Pirates took him. Yeah. And he He's probably going to be a bust. Chances a are. Pet, <laughs> a catcher from Louisville. Yeah. Um. What do you think Um, the Red Sox now powerhouse? How do you think that's going to affect the rest of the division? Maybe arguably the best in the AL. Yeah. The Yankees, the Rays, the Sox. I mean, there's the Orioles, but. Yeah. Um. I think the Yankees are obviously a, an amazing team. They've, they're they always amazing. And I think they're going to have a challenge with 
facing the Red Sox a lot through the season. And I think and for the Rays and Orioles. I, I kind of feel bad for the Orioles at this point because they're always really bad. And they're in, like, the best division, <laughs> arguably. I think the best is the NL West, you know. Yeah. They're, and the Rockies might be okay this year. They had a couple add-ons. The Diamondbacks, they haven't really done much. But they'll probably be the worst in the division, but they probably still won't be horrible. Miracle match, if you know what I mean. And and the other team in that division is the um. Who is else is in that division? It's the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and Giants. Giants, that's right. The Giants best team in the MLB last year. So aren't there five? Um. Give me a minute. People. There's not five. There's 32 teams in the MLB. No, there's 30. There's 30, I mean. Wait, there's five. What am I talking about? Oh, who's the other The Padres. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry for the... What yeah, the... we really should get back in shape for baseball. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, if it was a year ago, uh, like six months ago, we would have known that. Off the top of our head. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on to a debate. I got John Morant. He's got Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's and this season, by the way. This season. So, we each have 90 seconds, a minute and a half, to tell why ours is the best. And comments, I guess, who you, you think won. And after, by the time next episode rolls around, we'll see who won. Andrew, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay, ready? Starts in three, two, one, go. Okay, so Giannis Antetokounmpo, my reason why he's the best player between these two this season, he's, in most people's, um, like, in their opinions, mostly, he's third in the MVP race behind Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Those two, um, they are unmatched, but, uh, Back to Giannis, he averages 29.7 points a game, which is third in the NBA, 11.6 rebounds a game, which is sixth, 5.8 assists, which is 21st, which is pretty good for a guy his size. He's 6'11", 242 pounds, and he's a, like, power forward. So, um, like, he's, I, in my opinion, I think he's the best player in the NBA between John Morant um, and him. Give me a second. Okay, yeah, that's really all I have to say. You have 13 seconds if you just want to end a closing line. Okay, give me a sec. I'm going to think of something. Time's up. Can I say one more thing? Okay. I got jaw, so I'm going to go right ahead. And my time starts in three, two, one, go. Okay. So, I'll admit, Giannis has the better stats, but let's go in terms of dominance. John Morant, big. 
he has a lot of dominance. He's a point guard. He's 6'3", 174 pounds, and he's posterizing like four people a game. I mean, if that doesn't say something, I don't know what does. He's also a point guard, so he can shoot pretty well as well. He's only 22, and he has a good career in front of him. He took the Grizzlies, who are, who a couple years ago were not really that good, and turned them into a now playoff team, you know, big contender. And actually, they're playing tonight against uh, Giannis's, so that's pretty cool. And he averages 33 points a game against Milwaukee. So, so is that? I think Giannis averages the same against the Grizzlies. <laughs> we didn't. Okay. okay. Well. So yeah, 27.6 for a guy, and half of that's probably dunking for a guy who's six three, same size as Steph Curry. And he's dunking on people. I mean, if that doesn't say something, I don't know what does. Just dominance. He's not as high on rebounds, but, I mean, he's 6'3", playing against the guys like Giannis. He is 15th in assists per game. And really, I think he's, he's up. So you guys get to pick. You guys vote in the comment section who you think won in next episode. We will... See who has more votes, I guess. So, that is our debate for today. We're going to move on now to our free talk. So, I guess we'll just do this for a couple minutes. Um, Yeah, but who do you think's being pretty dominant in the MLB for spring training? What players? Well, Andrew's just not going to return. Oh, my bad. I started talking. So who do you think's one of the more dominant players? Okay, let's just go. Who's the best shooter in the NBA right now? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this every single year for the past decade. I can't say Steph Curry. Or I can't not say Steph Curry. Yeah, well, okay. Let's go other than Steph. Okay, um... I'm gonna go Carl Anthony Towns. Why? Because he won the three-point contest? I think he's just pretty good, especially for his size. You know, he can dunk, too. But Yeah. Um... Going off stats-wise, Steph Curry's definitely the best, but other than him, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, they're up there, Lamelo Ball. Another one, Kyrie Irving, he's a big shooter. Yeah, he's mostly a layup guy, though. He can shoot. Like, he has a really good shooting percentage. Yeah, but he hasn't been playing much. But I think that Buddy Heald is really good. He's always been... Yeah, um, he's underrated. In the past few years. Fred Van Vliet on the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jazz. Kevin Durant's underrated as a shooter. Kevin Durant? Yeah. Yeah, especially for his size. He is so, like, lengthy. At the beginning of his career, he lied about his height so that he could be uh, more of a guard instead of, like, a like forward. He could be, like, someone who plays more on the outside so he could take more shots. And... Yeah. 
Um, by the way, his stats for the season. Um, he is averages 29.7 points a game, 7.3 rebounds, 6.1 assists, and his player efficiency rating is 25.93. Not sure much what that means, but it says it's on ESPN. And he's 6'10", by the way. Yeah. Who's the tallest player in the NBA? Uh, currently, right now, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, right now, right now it is George Morrison, seven seven. Bruh, that's Jorge Murison, and he's the tallest player ever. Played in like the seventies or something like that. Eighties, nineties. Oh, uh, the currently tallest player right now is Taco Fall at seven foot six. And second is Boban Marjanovic at 7-3. I thought it was, uh, who's that guy who played for the Wizards? Rui Hachimara, or how you pronounce that? Oh, uh, the, the Bullets? You mean, um... Uh, that was Manute Ball. I'm talking Manute about... Ball? Okay, the tallest NBA player ever is Suleiman Ali Noshnush, who was 8-foot. That is not true. No, that's what I searched. The internet never lies. Yeah, sure. That, I've never heard of that person. Oh, that's for like foreign leagues, I guess. Tallest NBA player, I don't know. Uh, NBA player of all time is Jorge Mirison. And Manute Ball, they're tied. Well, Jorge Mirison is like half an inch taller. It's been measured. Eh, same difference. Number three... Oh, I thought it was Sean Bradley. It's Slavko Reigns. Number four is Sean Bradley. No, number three is Taco Fall, 7-6. Of all time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, you could say that. They're all like 7-6. Yeah. Yao Ming is up there. He's 7-6. Mm. All those guys are up there. Yeah, okay. Let's just move on to a breaking news. Okay, yeah, breaking news. Broncos Stadium, uh, part of it caught on fire yesterday. One of the suites and some of the seats up in the upper bowl. Um, I guess no one got injured. And do, you know what, do you know what happened? No, the cause is not. We don't know the cause. Um, none injured, and it's kind of crazy. No one was in it. They say it's accidental. They put it out, and it takes out some upper ball seats and parts of the suites. So let's rebuild those. There's no reason. I, I don't know what happened. But. It's kind of crazy because there's no reason. What's your take on it? Yeah, it's just bizarre. I don't know what to say about it. 
Um, I guess that's all we have for that. Do you have anything else? Um, not really. Evan's not here for his, um... Yeah, Evan's going to Florida tonight. Yeah, well, um, and his flight got delayed, and the model that he's flying on crashed last week. Killing everybody, but, uh, so, uh, good luck. Uh, I will just read off his results for his last week, for his, the last race. Yeah, for, Evan would be talking about this, but. Um, so, Charles Lulek for Ferrari got number one, and Carlos Sainz from Ferrari got number two, Lewis Hamilton from Mercedes got three, George Russell for Mercedes got four, Kevin Magnussen for Haas Ferrari got five, Valtteri Bottas got six for Alfa Romeo Ferrari. Esteban Ocon got Alpine Renault uh, seventh place, and that's all I care to read. Max Verstappen got second to last. I'm sure Evans probably would. That's his favorite. Um, there's that, and then I guess I'll read his the preview for this next race: Saudi Arabia. Um, it's on March 27th from 1 o'clock p.m. to 3 o'clock p.m. That's all I know. Okay, so. No, we, don't, we don't know much about. We don't know this. Evan will probably be able to rattle off every driver and every stat or something, but he's not here. So, do we got any Q&A about sports? You can press the call-in button and ask. We'll play some nice waiting music for a minute. Okay, I guess not. I guess Ryan's the best. Well, thank you for watching Sports Talk Kids, episode 10. Again, thank you so much for all the support on the last episode. 500 plays. Let's see if we can beat that. Um, yeah, without Evan, he would probably go ballistic. Let's see if we can beat that. Or get anywhere close, he'd probably go ballistic. Thank you for watching again. Thank you for all the support. I'm going to keep repeating myself. Andrew, you want to say goodbye? Bye, guys. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Sports Talk Kids. I'm Jack. That's Andrew. One on thing, Sports one, Talk. We'll one see you next time on Sports Talk Kids. One thing. One thing. Yeah. Um, Kate underscore wants to mention, wants a shout out. Uh, I guess follow her. That's your sister. Kate underscore. She's my sister. Uh, yeah, check out their podcast. It's about sports. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you for watching. I'm Again, I'm, I'm Andrew, and this has been Sports Talk Kids. I'm Jack. He's Andrew. Sports Talk Kids, episode 10. Thank you.